0: Visit tripsurfervacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there.
1: You want to avoid obviously getting bit on the anus by a raccoon.
0: Yo, Hello. 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 How's it going? What's the sitch? What's going down in chain wrestling time?
1: Whoa, 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 Roll, Roll that back a little bit there. What's the sitch?
0: Yeah, that's what the cool kids say, isn't it? Is it? No, probably no. not. No. <laughs> I do that purposely to get a reaction from my kids, because when I talk like that, they roll their eyes and go, oh, Dad, stop it. <laughs> we'll never say that again, Charlie. We'll
1: promise. <laughs>
0: Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and si, a Radio Tegas production. I am Cy. Si. and with well. me, as always, is the heartbreak kid to inappropriate party attendance. Boris, you did. We all know it. Just admit it, you piece of shit. The bulletproof plexiglass to my lazy bubba, fat ass. I'm putting on so much weight, Mags, lockdown, being, you know... Taken away, we're allowed back more freedom. It hasn't changed my exercise procedure. I'm still a fat git, and I think I'm getting worse, to be fair. You know, Got a podcaster that will always, always be honest with everybody about the parties he attends, apart from that one time when he had to throw his keys in the bowl. That stays a secret. Mrs. Mags can never know. The pod father himself, Lord Magsy, how are we doing this week, sir? The only reason that part is is kept a secret it's because Mrs. Mags
1: picked my keys out, and I was incredibly disappointed. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <I'm> <laughs> today Today is my Christmas Day, transfer deadline day.
0: Yes, it's, it is indeed.
1: The, the best day in the football calendar for me, and it's been doubled up by the ridiculousness that's been happening in, in the Houses of Parliament today with Boris denying that there was ever parties, but yet he was being investigated at being at parties.
0: Uh, So, yeah, it's been fun. It's just nonsense. Absolute nonsense. It makes me so angry. It really does. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I weren't... I thought at one stage, like, should we have this as a pimple dick? Because it was that much offensive towards me. And I thought, no, I don't want to get into... This is supposed to be... Chain wrestling is, effectively, I I want it to be like an escape for everybody. So Mm -hmm. it's very much a case of, you know, we talk a bit of wrestling. We have our non-wrestling topic for a bit of fun. Uh, I don't... We want it to be an escape, even an escape from football to a degree. It's a transfer deadline day today. We don't want people you know, banging on about what's going on in the football world because the volley's here at 5 to 11, live. Five minutes full the window shuts with Magsy, Matt and all the other guys there. And the, the link for that show is in our pinned tweet at the top of the chat. So when we're finished, make sure you use that link or look for The Volley live on Twitter and mm. Radio Techers on Twitter and Magsy's Twitter and Matt Willis's Twitter out the the Mattertech UK and all, all those all those great hosts there to find and trace uh, trace down where you can go and watch the volley at 5 to 11 tonight five minutes for the window shuts so everyone will get their football and their deadline day information there I want this to be an escape from all that sort of stuff but the fact that you've bought up Boris Johnson has just riled me Magsy. it's made me angry I, yeah. I don't blame you. I do not blame you. And it's going to be a very impromptu. People, take alert.
1: Oh, a teeny weeny.
0: Oh, see, no, I've got a lot of a rant about it, I? If we played that, yeah. if we played the jingle, if we played the jingle, you're forcing my hand. No, <laughs> at, at the end of the day,
1: he, he is he is totally misled the the British people. He's made rules that doesn't apply to him. Uh, whether you're conservative, whether you're uh, liberal, whether you're Labour, the fact is he clearly does not believe that the rules should apply to him, and it's ridiculous. We all uh, suffered through COVID, whether you believe, uh, whether you're an anti-vaxxer or a pro-vaxxer, or whichever way you you tend to lean. The fact is, as a country, we were all subject to huge lockdowns unless you made those rules, and then it didn't really apply to you, which is just ridiculous.
0: Yeah. it's. But those, but the people were dying. Ultimately. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's, yeah. let's break this down now, shall we? People die. And then there's famous uh, situations. The, the, for example, the famous picture of the queen when her partner passed away. Very, very sad. And she sat there. All, this old lady, yes, okay, she's royalty and she's this, she's that, whatever. But ultimately, she's, 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 a, she's a little old lady sat there on her own. And it was so heartbreaking to see her have to say goodbye to her partner for so many years, decades, whatever, on her own. And apparently, the same day, there were parties in Number Ten.
1: He had an uh, alleged invasion of cake that same day.
0: Mate, I'm not being funny. I, I never get an invasion of cake. You know I mean? <laughs> it, it sounds glorious. I if, wish any I was gonna, yeah, if any house is going to yeah, if any house is going to be invaded with cake, trust me, it'll be this one. You know, and it's not happened. <laughs> it, you've got people who. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if anyone saw it, but I watched a little bit of Prime Minister's Questions this afternoon, mm-hmm. and you had the likes of you know different MPs standing up and explaining stories that have affected people from their their area that they're representing, and you had people talking about how they were going to nursing homes because their their grandparents or even their parents were passing away, and they had to sit outside through the night, shouting through a window couldn't even hold this person's hand because of social distancing regulations and fair play to those people for sticking to the rules. Honestly, you've got m- utmost respect because I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, I, I don't know if I could have done it. i I've, I'd have found it very difficult. I think I would have because those were the rules, but I would have found it very, very difficult and emotional as these people would have. So fair play to these people who managed to do this. Mm-hmm. However, you've then got the audacity of the guy who will be saying, okay, here are the rules everyone's got to stick to. So these people are sticking to those rules and yet he's doing this. And it's disgusting. People's and, mental health is... So, I'll open up a little bit. My mental health has, has, has been destroyed. And it wasn't you know? that good to begin with. Well, no, exactly. <laughs> I, I lost my job <laughs> through, through COVID. The whole place yeah. shut down. And I've not really known what I'm doing since. And that was two years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. And I've really struggled. I'm not going to go into details here. I imagine it was a little bit. But I'm not going to go into details here with everyone else because that's not the show that we want to be conducting. But I, I, I look at the struggles that just my family and people I know have had. And I think you fucking asshole. <laughs> and not just him, because it's very easy to point the finger at Bryce Johnson and say, you, you mop piece of shit. You're a pimple dick. This is fucking disgraceful your behaviour. It's not just him. There are other you, you can't party on your own. There are Mm -hmm. other people in that room. There are other people who went to these parties, other people who have defended Boris Johnson, including today, standing up in Parliament, you know, the standard old fuddy-duddies with a bad dandruff on their shitty pre-mark suits, ranting and raving into the the microphone, shouting about, let's defend him because he did well with Brexit. Let's defend him because he actually rolled out the... the, the, Yeah, okay. Sound. But we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about Mm -hmm. the fact that you broke your own rules. While uh, there are people who can't afford to buy their own food whilst you're living in, you know, effective luxury with your expensive bottles of whiskey that you share around all your mates laughing and joking, you know, and let the bodies pile high comment comes out at some point. You're a fucking piece of shit and you're an absolute pimple dick, and you're an absolute disgrace to the nation. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And for extra context, If you get a minute, go and check out the Nadine Doris uh, interview from this afternoon. Um, I think it was on RTV. She, She is pissed, and I don't mean angry, I mean drunk. Uh, whilst on interview and she's there bootlicking boris johnson it's it's ridiculous but as i said so yeah it's uh this is a uh a break away from from the the horrific laugh that we're having to leave here in the uk um we want to give you a bit of a, a piece from that so yeah we will certainly uh make that short make that sharp leave it at that and let's yeah. get on
0: with the show so brilliant shape magazine brilliant shape i mean to change the tone I mean, we're talking about something here that's an absolute shambles, an absolute disgrace in the the person who's supposedly leading our country. Should we have a look at a couple of things in the past that were also a bit of a shambles, a bit of a disgrace? But in the wrestling world,
1: you can. And I totally forgot to load up the the
0: video, so I need to quickly <laughs> find it. So I'll, I'll fill for a little bit of a little bit of dancing or something. Da, <laughs> Thank you very, very much to my daughter Olivia for providing the name. <laughs> um <laughs> Magsy, what embarrassment have you got for us this week? Oh, I mean,
1: we I know we're meant to kind of stick to wrestlers and wrestlers' gimmicks, but there's one thing that annoys me about wrestling, and it absolutely deserves to be in the hall of lame, and it is champions come into the ring first. Yes. It's- annoys the living piss out of me if you if you are the champion of a in a match you should take priority you should be coming out as champion you should get that that champion's prerogative i hate when champions come to the ring first and i even hate more when champions are already in the ring and get the jobber entrance and don't get any music so this week short and sharp champions coming to the ring first 100%
0: 100% on board with that magazine I 100% agree with you that definitely goes straight in to the hall of lane I don't understand why that happens sometimes when it happens they try and explain it away by saying it's the champion's prerogative he can choose so I suppose you can get away they used to say that with Shawn Michaels because he would always come out first when he was IC Ooh. champion back in the early 90s but I still don't 100% agree with it but yeah champions out first mate it, 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 it pisses me off I'm with yeah. you 100% it's a horrific thing to do, yeah. Yeah, totally wouldn't happen in boxing,
1: exactly. Exactly,
0: you know, wouldn't happen in boxing, pain in the ass, pain in the ass. Anyway, I've actually got a character that I'm surprised I didn't put forward earlier in the Hall of Lame, even though it's only a couple of weeks old. Yeah, this is the we're only on three weeks in, yeah. But this is the one that my mind always goes, barring Max Ming, this is the one that my mind always goes to, you know. Uh, and it wasn't around for very, very long we're talking early 1995 on an episode of superstars. This guy debuted and he had a pendant or he had a, I suppose his wrestling style was quite unique. He he was quite famous for trampling on people, snorting, and it had to be ramming into them like some form of a big bull name. If people don't know what I'm talking about, I urge you at some stage, whether it's now as we're talking or after the show finishes, or even just go on the, the chain wrestling Twitter, because I always put pictures up of our our entrance into the Hall of Fame each week after the show comes off There, I give you the glorious Mantor. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy, my goodness. He was a, a fairly rounded fella with crazy face paint. That sort of went from his eyebrows right the way back over his bald head. He had some sort of brain wrestling gear that was supposed to be very similar to I suppose, effectively, bull skin, bull fur, however you want to word it. Leather.
1: It's yeah. It's yeah. not called leather. I suppose, yeah. it's
0: ridiculous. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and he, he, he basically went on this little mini, I suppose, winning streak as they're trying to push him. They're trying to uh, get this guy over. He's he's taking on a lot of jobbers on superstars. That's effectively superstars. was, wasn't it, Maggie? It was very much a jobber-based squash match kind of, kind of thing back in the day, I guess. And he would run into them and headbutt them and trample on them and do the snorting and the raking of his foot like a bull. It was ridiculous, but that's not the main reason I'm putting this guy in. The main reason is the headgear he would wear to the ring. It
1: was massive. It was massive.
0: (laughs) It was bigger than an actual bull. I swear. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point where he couldn't get in the ring sometimes. He would get tangled up in the ropes and stumble and, you know, and, and almost fall trying to get into the ring. Or the head would fall off as he's trying to get into the ring. But he'd take it off to wrestle anyway. He's fallen Just, on, on his oh. arse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. So, yeah, There you go. I mean, he wasn't around for long because very, very quickly they realised this sucked. He was on a couple of pay-per-views, though. He was in I think he was in the 95 War Rumble. And he was involved in King of the Ring 95. I'm not sure if it was a tournament or like a pre-qualifier or something like that, but he, yeah. Uh, shortly after that, he he sort of, Manta went to the big, I suppose, meat shop in the sky and uh, was was done with the, the great wrestling butchery, I suppose, or yeah. whatever. Meat shop, aka butchers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So there we go. Mantar, Hall of Lane, entrant, champions coming out first. Hall of Lame entrant. Very, very worthy class this week, Mr. Max. I feel mm-hmm. yeah, Jesus Christ, Mantle.
1: I'm surprised it hadn't been brought up before now, but yeah, two two horrific picks for the Hall of Lame.
0: As it always is. And that's what makes me giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Maxie, we jumped ahead of ourselves a little bit with me ranting about politics, which I don't I'm not very politically minded either. I don't want I'm not someone who would openly discuss politics with loads of people. Just got pissed off by it today. That's all. Yeah, uh, and, and then don't we also had a don't look at our, our hall of name. Do you want to have a quick scan through the chat and see who's joined us and and what we're saying before we get to our non wrestling topic this week? Let's do it, sir. So first up, uh,
1: first of all, these guys absolutely amazing as always. We're actually having a little bit of chin wag before we even were anywhere close to coming going live. But Chris Chris Bell is first in the chat, and I actually wanted to to single his uh his comment out. Um. Because he and uh and someone someone else in the CWF uh, Scottish Danny uh, started dropping their episodes of One Man's Meat uh this week or oh, sorry this past week, uh and it was brilliant loved yeah. it S- yeah. such a fun episode, um really really enjoyed it and I can't wait for for how this uh this. This uh, podcast goes down. And again, to kind of double down, and I've made a point of not commenting on Twitter. I uh, Usually, when a, a podcast drops, I'll, I'll kind of like give my uh, views on Twitter, how much I enjoyed it, stuff like that. I've specifically avoided um, mentioning Natronat. On purpose because oh, okay. I knew I knew that you would be here, obviously, and I knew that uh, Danny would be in the chat uh, sometime. Or I just watched, thought you hadn't uh, listened. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> listened on the, the the moment it dropped, and um, again, I really really enjoyed it. It was a uh, uh, it's obviously people who, who haven't listened to it yet definitely go and check it out. It's on uh, Radio Techers or on Vision News Global Media uh it's uh, a kind of a similar format to a changing attitude but the way you two approach it is so different and refreshing i really uh en- enjoyed how you're you're essentially taking danny down on this journey uh through uh through the 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 good and the bad of the natural really um fresh entertaining and a cool little sister uh kind of sure to uh, a change Attitude. yeah it was a Top draw, and I hope it does really, really well. So definitely all go and check that them two podcasts out.
0: Oh, I appreciate that, mate. I, that mean that honestly, that really does mean a huge rank, you know, especially coming from you. I really appreciate it. So yeah, I'd, I'd love if everyone else gives it a listen and let's let's know what you think as well. Yeah, so yeah, thank mm-hmm. you very much.
1: No problem, Matt. no problem at all. So also in the chat, Mr. Matt Willis. Uh um, I think he's on podcasts. Can't really remember any of them that have dropped. I uh, know he's on <laughs> good cop, worst cop, something like that. Definitely go and check that out. Uh, but I'll be speaking with him later on with the volley, uh, Dan Griffin, another person on the on a podcast. Uh, this week's episode of UTT is absolutely phenomenal. They don't even cover rest of this week. They cover, uh, family fortunes and it's bloody oh, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Mrs. P in the chat, uh, it's Monday morning, uh, Monday night. You know what that means? And, uh, young, young Charlie as well in the chat. Um, Chris Bellis with the nicknames. Uh, now, if you have listened to the the um, uh, intro for uh, um, One Man's Meat, Chris's uh, nickname, uh, I think he's uh, Big Meaty Cool, uh, and then Danny is the meat guy, but he laid Daddy Dan and Daddy Rob as uh, the names of uh, uh, Rob and Dan from the UTT podcast. And those nicknames will forever be ingrained in my mind now. So Dan will always be referred to uh, by me as Daddy Dan. It's amazing. <laughs> and he doubles down because he says he'll never uh, get used to me calling that. Scottish Danny here in the chat as well. So, yeah, like I said, uh, Danny, you've absolutely knocked out the park with these uh, with these two new podcasts. Just you try and ditch a changing attitude sir. i will hunt you down i can't see remember that, ever that
0: happening mate i can't see that ever happening
1: benny mac oh look it's that one guy from that doctor who pod
0: that's true yeah yeah it comes out tomorrow episode one it comes out tomorrow mm-hmm. long know. wait there's a covid and all sorts of other stuff but it comes out tomorrow scottish danny saying he's
1: not political at all but i'm a full-on anti boris i think everybody should be an anti boris uh if you've got any sense um, Connor McCabe, hello. Um, always uh, glad to have you uh, appear in the chat, sir. Um, Dan Griffin, uh, going on a Boris tirade. Shit house fired for lying multiple times. Documented as an elitist. Um, um, elitist folk. is documented as, as being a lying elitist. But when people die, it absolutely boils my piss. Um, Chris Bell saying, speaking as a nurse. Boris has damaged his country since he took charge. He needs to stand up and be counted. That's not his way, though. His way is always push people out in front of him. Operation Save the Big Dog. Just remember that. Dodge questions, all sorts. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, Matt correcting you, uh, (laughs) saying it actually wasn't Prime Minister's question time, it was just Prime Minister's uh, reacting to the report. Oh, well, actually,
0: actually... uh, I'm I'm glad you cleared that up because it made a massive, (laughs) massive difference, thank you. Yeah,
1: he takes back (laughs) back all his words for that. (laughs) Um. Dan Griffin in in Latin News. Did anyone else hear about the scarecrow that got a medal? It was for being outstanding in, in his field. Nice. Um, <laughs> Matt Willis saying um, someone give Liv a Grammy for for the lame. Absolutely, it's absolutely amazing. Um, Mags, what about an op- open challenges? Is that an exception? Yeah, clearly. And again, actually, I'm Matt Willis, and I have to break the rules. Yeah, that obviously would be an exception, Matt, but. I'm talking about in general. Oh mm. I've got a good feeling not rocking up to the volley today. I might, I might <laughs> actually wear me up. But there's there's absolutely loads, and they're all um, we massively, massively appreciate you all in the chat. Uh, Dan, Chris, uh, Scottish Danny, Matt, all having conversations between the cell, and that's amazing. The the fact that you come here and just have a have a chin out, chin wag. And then we'll leave on this one. Sharon, I feel left out here. Maybe I should do a podcast. Ha ha ha, hashtag not gonna happen.
0: Didn't she promise um, one of the Dans? I think it was Dan Griffin that she was gonna do a, a TNA podcast with him. One of the Council of Dans, she certainly did. Oh, I, don't, I don't know, like, promise. That may be a bit extreme, but I believe it was discussed one week. But uh, she's, oh, there you go. Scottish Danny in the chat. Sharon, we want an Adam Cole podcast from you. <laughs> I wonder what the content would be. Let's not go down that road. <laughs> That's definitely for After Dark. And then Matt Willis puts on his monocle and top hat.
1: <laughs>
0: Brilliant! <laughs> yes, as stated earlier, join Matt, Magsie, Chris, and everyone else on the volley live at ten fifty-five. Okay, Maxie, shall we? Uh, shall we get to Twitter and everywhere else and have a little look at our non-wrestling topics this week? Yes, we shall. Okey doke. Uh, basically, we had a couple this week purely because I mean, first of all, we were looking at, uh, kind of kind of wanted to look at. Facts, crazy facts, whether they were true or not, I suppose, the craziest true facts you've heard. And then if you've ever been sped a a, a load of bullshit that somebody believed was true or something like that. But then also, I got a little bit inspired by my own absent-mindedness because I text Magsy on, I think it was was Saturday afternoon. Okay, yeah. And said, shit, I've forgotten to put the poll up. It's only the whole point of our whole podcast. Mm -hmm. So... Yes, I'd forgotten to do that. So ultimately it went up and thankfully everyone still voted and so on. So thank you everyone for that, as we hugely appreciate it. But then that got me thinking as well. So I messaged Magsy back and goes, what about uh, people who forget stuff or anything you've forgotten and so on as like an extra topic as well. So, yeah, and that's kind of where we where we ended up, Magsy, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Very forgetful, sir. Mm, yes only the whole point of the show the whole you know but running you, theme of the show
1: <laughs> you, you pulled
0: it out of the bag with a quick 48 hour poll
1: and yes. it did brilliant brilliant um numbers as well and it really cool that you guys all still uh chipped in and voted
0: yeah that's true that's true hugely appreciated and we say it all the time this show wouldn't work if it weren't for you whether it's tuning in now, listening to the audio version that comes out on a Wednesday, voting in the polls, getting involved in the non-wrestling topics. Honestly, it don't work if it's not for you lot, the CWS. I mean,
1: the original episodes were what? 45 minutes long. Now we routinely go Broadway
0: yeah yeah definitely i mean i think episode one was like 32 minutes or something like
1: that, <laughs> and we padded that out
0: oh if you listen to that one back mate because i i've I got to like re-save them all on because i keep them all everything recorded and put away on like memory sticks and all that i went back through it for like the um the anniversary episode and stuff some of them earlier recordings mate i'm ropey as hell i really
1: <laughs> i mean we're it's almost 30 episodes into the live version of Cherry. and I'm still as ropey as, as I've ever been.
0: Oh, I don't know about that, mate. I look at you for, for guidance. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, where, so where does that leave me? May the Lord have mercy on <laughs> your soul, then.
0: Oh, dear. Oh, dear. We will start, Magsy, with... I'll tell you what, we'll start with WhatsApp today. So I've got a couple on WhatsApp to save mm-hmm. you ferreting around and so on, and then we'll just jump, just, jump to Twitter to finish off, okay? The first one we have here from WhatsApp is actually the last entry to Home Lesson topic we received before we went live from our good buddy Matt Willis. The volley live at 10.55. Everyone remember, please, transfer deadline day. It's going to be great. For the show, he says, there's been so many times I've forgotten something and ended up using more than one expletive. Usually I shout at myself, for fuck's sake, you stupid fucking bellend willis. (laughs)
1: <laughs> nice and that's weird because we shout that mo- most of the time
0: during the techers uh, uh, group chat for totally different reasons <laughs> yeah a lot for forgetting stuff <laughs> uh he says another one that sounds like to him and i will state for the record that this is bad and i'm ashamed about this this is exactly the stuff we want this is the good content if you're ashamed <laughs> when i was younger and in a bad place i actually forgot my younger sister's birthday She didn't let me forget about it for a long time, but she did help me get into a better place, and now all is good. And it's just silly stuff I forget, like why I walk into when I walk into a room and I forget why. Yeah, totally. I I I do that one all the time, mate. Mm -hmm. You know, I I mean, I can't say I'm I'm
1: particularly forgetful. I have got one example that will I will get to uh, one that's very close to home. uh, Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's involving you as well. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you clearly forgot it as well. That's brilliant. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm not particularly uh, forgetful. Mrs. Mags forgets everything, like literally yeah. all the time. She can read a book or any kind of like uh, newspaper article or anything like that. And by the time she gets to the second page, she has to go back and reread some of the first page because she forgets what's happened.
0: Why that must take her a long time to read a book.
1: Hence, why she doesn't read a lot of books. If we watch a, a like a, a a Netflix season binge watch, we, we'll have to watch some of the original season to catch up for the second season because
0: she forgot what's happened in the first season. I get yeah. See, that's why I like to watch it. We talk about it all the time with TV now, don't we? But I like to binge the whole lot in like over mm-hmm. a few days because then I don't forget.
1: Yeah, and that's what's yeah. annoying me currently about Snowpiercer. On Netflix, they're releasing the episodes once a week, and oh. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not up for that.
0: Once a week? What is this? What? The freaking Dark Ages? The nineties? Come on! <laughs> exactly. It's annoying. What's annoying me is the new season of Ozark is out. I've been looking forward to it for ages. It was, uh, it was delayed because of COVID, and now I've got to like look back. Well, I was going to have to look back on. The previous series to remind myself when i go into the new series but i don't have to do that now because our good friend connor of connor at connor knows stuff is doing a recap of ozark episode by oh, episode cool. so and it's great nice little bite-sized episodes quickly redressing what's going on the new series has started but i'm gonna to listen to what connor's got to say before i start the new series so yeah keep it up connor it's great stuff my friend keep it up yeah absolutely a couple more from Twitter, uh, sorry, not Twitter, WhatsApp here. And they're both for my daughters, actually. I messaged you them both You even and said, forgot what app. Was I am right. staring, days. I am staring. It's, it's literally, it's right here. I am staring at it right now, you know? <laughs> uh, Charlie says, I don't know if it's crazy or false, but my RE teacher was talking about how Eve was made from one of Adam's ribs, and he said, that's why boys have one less rib than girls. Okay. okay? I mean, that
1: is, that is the story in the Bible to that Eve was
0: made of the rib of man. Oh, okay. Well, there you go then. So I suppose it's, it's true if you believe the Bible, Charlie. There you go. <laughs> so untrue. Oh, that's not make... Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. Uh, well, where I, are you Believe I'm not massively religious myself, but it's up to anyone out there. You <laughs> that, can make your own minds up. That's a, ke- that's a uh, kettle of worms I am not diving into. Yeah, it was bad enough talking Boris. We ain't going to go down that road. <laughs> uh, Livy, my other daughter, who has messaged here, she says... She forgot her ruler once going to school. Now, I don't know if I've covered this on, on the podcast before, but my daughter's school is like some sort of military operation. You've got to have a see pencil case with the exact kit list and so on. And it's really p- particular and very, uh, to the point where I think it's ridiculous, but mm-hmm. the rules are the rules, I guess. Livy forgot her ruler. And because of that, just forgetting her ruler for one day, she had an hour after school detention what that's ridiculous yep. and that's how the school operates mate you forget one of these items that you need you're uh you're in detention jesus yeah. jesus yeah if like you haven't that, got your pen awful. or you haven't got a pencil or anything like that yeah it's all like that wow yep so much to it mate so much to it uh livy continues with regards to crazy facts um duck quacks doesn't echo hot mm-hmm. water will turn into ice quicker than cold water apparently yep i believe so Okay, I didn't know that. And this one tickles me, and I I can remember her laughing as she was downstairs and typing it out. Liv says, people who suffer from boanthropy believe they are a cow and will try to live their life as a cow. It's like Mantar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you see this show? It's got levels. It all it rolls are. into one, one right. convoluted We're story. So lab.
0: good, aren't we? We're professionals at this. We really are. There's a quick note here. That I want to shout out Dan Griffin in the chat. I agree. Sometimes live school is bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes they need to ease the rules a little bit. Yes, but at the same time, my girls are doing good at school, so I suppose I can't, you know, criticize them too much. But, yeah, sometimes they need to be a little, bit, a little bit looser with some of the regulations, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of Dan, at Stan Griffin 21 on Twitter. I'm just going to run through these in the order that they came into us now. Uh, we have here, when he was a student, he forgot he'd picked up an extra shift at his old job. Went out, sank four or five points. Before he remembered, he had to go to work and try and be sober for the clothesline. Managed it, but he's not really sure how. And he once also got so drunk, he forgot his own address.
1: <laughs> I mean, the majority of Dan's stories involve him being absolutely paralytic. I'm, mm. I'm concerned for him and his liver.
0: Yeah. But then it's that whole, that that's sort of, I suppose, famous quote or famous meme or whatever it is, isn't it? No good story starts with, I had a salad or a glass of water.
1: <laughs> I mean, so that um, is, that's very, very true.
0: You know. Uh, MGB Graham at MGB Graham on Twitter. He DM'd me this one, Magsy, So don't worry about trying to find it. He sent me a DM because I guess restrictions on characters and so on. He says here, while I was starting to leave a petrol station after filling up on spring break with my then girlfriend, who is now his wife, he drove off a waiter. You <laughs> know he had only completed. He my- didn't.
1: This is not <laughs> a forgetting. This is a. This is a confession.
0: <laughs> yeah he only completed 50 feet of it, but if you were to ask her it was like he'd left the whole state <laughs> wow he did a david cameron and just left left her <laughs> million around the restaurant wow oh, that's, brutal. that's amazing that's i've got a similar story about an ex-girlfriend that maybe we'll get to in a bit uh, whilst returning to the usa from mexico he got through the first section of security and upon reaching the second section he realized he didn't have his passport He went back to the first section and it was where on the surface where he had just been. He'd forgotten to pick it up and and take it to the next stage with him. You cannot imagine how much of a headache this would have been if it had not been there on my return a few minutes later. Now, I've never been abroad, been to an airport, been through customs or anything like that. But I'm guessing, you know, I've seen it on the television. I've heard lots of people talk about it. I'm assuming that if you haven't got your passport, it's a bit tricky. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yep. And um, in a similar vein, another Mrs. Mag story. Uh, We were once... um getting ready to go to turkey but all the holiday money she had it all in her purse we nipped to a, a local shopping center pick up a few supplies she left her purse in the shopping center we got home when then she started to say have you seen my purse where is it I'm like no please please god no because she literally had like, thousands of of lira in this purse why went back to the shopping center and someone had handed the person. Now, your first thought is, they've dipped all that money out first yeah. and then yeah. handed in. Not a single solitary uh, note was missing. Not a single one. We were so damn lucky that day.
0: That is amazing. That is mm-hmm. truly amazing. Yeah, that is. Uh, good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast, at good wrestle on Twitter. First fact he sends here, heard this week that Atlanta is closer to Canada than Florida. And even seeing the evidence, still having difficulty rationalizing this fact. I can't really picture that in my mind. I'd have to actually literally have the map in front of me to uh, yeah. to see that. So.
1: Um, again, same. Um, mm. America is such a vast landmass that, yeah, I, I, I couldn't pick uh, Atlanta on a map in the first place unless it points out to be so. I, I'd, I'd have a go at the rough
0: area, but mm-hmm. again, it's like, you know, pretty hit and miss. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And secondly, they say, the one that I like to use in maths class, if you could fold a piece of paper in half 42 times, it would reach the moon. It just, I, I get that it, it it's plausible, but it just doesn't
1: seem true at all. If you take the thickness of a piece of paper and measure that 42 times... Then it doesn't seem like it will, but you're talking about that like all the extra layers folding in on each other. Um, yeah, it's um, mm. 42, forty-two. It's such a small number to reach such a
0: long, long distance. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm not one that anyone to, to doubt. I, you know, I've got no reason to no. doubt what you're saying, but it does seem a bit crazy. To be fair.
1: I do yep. remember watching a MythBusters episode where uh, I think the the myth was that you could only fold a piece of paper like seven times before it becomes the crease becomes too hard to fold, and they managed doing it with a a piece of paper the size of a, of a warehouse floor, and they managed to fold it like nine times, but wow. it was really it was really thick, like really they they had to use a, a essentially a forklift with a pallet on top to press down on it.
0: Yeah, I suppose ask the principle, though, isn't it? If you could, yeah. if you could fold it forty two times, it'd be that tall. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So how big a bit of paper need? Oh, yeah, that'd be a massive piece of paper. That would like have to
1: be. All
0: oh, right, there you go, Graham. If you're listening for next week, this is your homework. Then okay, <laughs> we want to know how big a piece of paper we'd need to fold forty two times to reach the moon. So yeah. It's really important that we hear this. And okay. And if you don't bring the homework, it's instant F.
1: And you, as a math teacher, do not want to fail, sir.
0: No, go on
1: your permanent
0: record. (laughs) A couple of quick things in the chat. I want to grab there, Magsy, if I can. Uh, Matt Willis there asking, did I say Atlanta or Alaska? I said Atlanta, Matt. Sorry, I probably sort of slurred my words or something. I don't speak very clearly at times. I apologize for that. And Sharon here saying she likes the girl's school if she's honest if you can't follow the rules go to a different school and that's true perfectly true you know some of it is very very strict but the reason that the people who run this school now have been brought in to take over is because there were problems in the past and they're now all all the results they're getting show that what they're doing works it's just frustrating when your kids are good they make one little error and then you are getting a text message saying oh such and such as staying behind at school for an hour. So you've got to send them bus fare to get out of the bus home because they can't get a lit. And just all that nonsense because they've forgotten a bloody yeah. pen or some crap.
1: Maybe a three straight rule could come in like you forgot yeah, your ruler. You forgot your ruler one day, right? That's a warning. Uh if it happens again, detention. Happens yeah. next time that I'm makes pretty,
0: sense. Yeah. 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 yeah, There you go. Magsy for governor. There we are. <laughs> 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 Dan Griffin is back on Twitter here at Dan Griffin21. As for facts, and this tickled me, the human anus can stretch up to seven inches before taking damage.
1: Ooh, you're going to be as rude as you like with me.
0: So oh just going to leave that in there. You, Your choice of words, though, that tickled you. Yeah, oh no it didn't tickle me and it's not like I tried it it's not like I thought oh do you know what Dan I don't believe you I reckon I can get to 8 <laughs> I will prove I, you wrong and I got to six and a half, and and it tickled and I started giggling or something that's not quite what I meant <laughs> Sharon get that rolling pin <laughs> I'm proving him wrong <laughs> that's it and the tape measure um, <laughs> yeah as for the facts the human anus can stretch up to 7 inches before taking damage apparently according to Mr Griffin a raccoon can squeeze into holes as tight as 4 inches Meaning you can take almost two full raccoons up your bum if you train enough. If you
1: train <laughs> yeah, you've got to be dedicated. You've got you've got to make sure you go for that B Tech in bum training. <laughs> B tech in bum training. Oh that's amazing. Dan, why do you know that? Why? Yeah.
0: Please tell me I, you've read I mean, that online and there's not I'm just questioning
1: the, the the friendship I have with Dan. I'm really questioning it.
0: (laughs) I wonder if there's just like a long line of raccoon carcasses outside his bedroom door. Where he's hit that seven inches and just keeps trying to, you know, (laughs) I will break this record. I will be in the Guinness World Records, but. (laughs) And he also adds, you've, you've also got to train the raccoons as well. Well, yeah, it's funny that we didn't even think of that. It's funny that Arthur has thought it was bum training. You've got to train the raccoons, of course you have. Yeah, I mean, which do you train first? or Do you train the bum or do you train the raccoons? I'd I'd say you've got to train the bum because if you train the raccoons first, you might get the raccoons to go where you want them to go, but you haven't trained your bum to sort of receive them yet. Do you know what I mean? So I think you've got to train your bum first before you train the raccoons, otherwise there's nowhere for them to go for their training.
1: I suppose that's a good point. And also, if you you try and force a raccoon in, in a hole that hasn't been stretched enough they're probably going to bite you hmm. so you want to avoid obviously getting bit on the anus by a raccoon i mean hmm. that's a that's a laugh mantra if i have if i've ever heard it
0: yeah yeah i I think we've maybe sort of taken a bit of a detour from what we were talking about there, about. <laughs> Let, let's quickly quickly move on anyway <laughs> at scottish juggalo on twitter colin mcaldy the middleweight champion of all of kent here scottish danny himself he says and it's quite funny i say all that i hear crazy reoccurring rumors that i'm not actually scottish it's a gimmick my name's colin and i shop in aldi and i'm from maidstone kent i don't so, see so any. that that's uh, and that's an admittance that yeah. sounds like an admittance i don't um I, he says he hears crazy rumours, but he doesn't deny them. No. There wasn't a party, apparently, according mm. to Scottish Scottish law. Yes, there you go. There you go. I bet he was there with Boris showing up in the middle of the week. <laughs> He Boris invaded right.
1: with the cake. Yeah.
0: I bet Boris... I bet from Boris was Alder. A...
1: <laughs> it was a Colin the Caterpillar cake from Alder, <laughs> and Dan oh. invaded... Brilliant. I bet
0: Boris is like a proper Colin McCaldy Mark, and wanted him to turn up with his middleweight championship to this party just to show off to his <laughs> mates. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Danny so you've also been say- rumbled. Danny, you yeah, we all rumbled. Know.
0: Danny also says it's a, th- these rumors by him are as ludicrous as the rumor that Bang Bang podcast Andy only bathes once a week when chain wrestling live is on.
1: I mean, it's it's no hair. It's no real reason to bathe otherwise.
0: You need to wash places that haven't got hair, mags, You know, don't you? Well, dear, dear. <laughs> just a bit, of, a baby, wipe and a bit of spray, and you're good to go. <laughs> baby wipe, and then flush on the loo,
1: and you're good, good to go.
0: Yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. I washed my hair in the loo once. Did I tell you this? Oh dear, dear, dear. no you didn't right okay we got (laughs) we've got like a walk-in shower like it's like a wet room sort of thing right okay that the council installed for us when they had the bath took out and we wanted a shower for some reason they just turned it into a wet room and it's been nothing but trouble it leaks all the time and it pisses through the the ceiling into the kitchen so you know someone has a shower you can be stood there Making you know a bit of beans on toast, and all of a sudden there's bloody shower water pissing on the floor next to it. It's a nightmare, and it's been like this for so years.
1: Why have you not made that? Like, made the best of a bad situation. And install a shower cubicle underneath, so two showers at once.
0: Uh, I'll tell you what. That's a bloody good idea.
1: <laughs> it <They> fits. Fixed- <laughs> that's a really good idea. I actually yeah.
0: impressed with the there. That's good, that is They fixed it now, though, so I've, I've missed the opportunity. Oh, go and unfix it. I no, could do. All I gotta do is just turn this little pipe because the hole that's about a yard square is still in my kitchen roof. I can still see up into the pipes in the kitchen. They have not fix that yet. Wow. The that's that's rough. Yeah, but anyway, but basically, we, when they came out to fix the shower, because at one stage it went from just drip, drip, drips like pouring like a tap. We were told like just stop because it was coming through by a light fitting and everything. So we just we had yeah. to stop using it.
1: Very dangerous.
0: Yeah, because it was a shower that we weren't using all the time. You know, they said, "Oh, you don't have to use the shower; you can use the sink." Apparently, the and and, and the electrician came out and made sure the electric. Yeah, the, the electrician came out within twenty four hours because it was it's um, seen as an emergency. So they checked the electrics, the water was going past, and they said that was safe. So then, fixing the leak became a non emergency, which then left us without a shower for several days, maybe a week. I don't know the exact time frame, but it was a while man, yeah. God. So I started thinking, okay, well, um, um, me and, and our lives, we both got very long hair and we're kind of getting to that stage where thinking, we need to wash our hair. This is, this is grim now, eh? you know, and sort of thinking, what can we do? What can we can the offer to wash Sharon, sorry, Sharon offered to wash Libby's hair in, in the sink downstairs as best she could and all that. And I was like, well, the shower head isn't what's broken. It's the floor that's broken. So if the shower head will reach to the sink, we can wash your hair in the sink. But then, of course, the shower head's nowhere near the sink. It's not going to work. So then when I'm stood there looking at it, I'm thinking, okay, that's not going to work. And then right in front of me is the toilet. And I'm thinking, well, it's not like, it's, you know, I'm going to flush it beforehand, obviously. It's not like there's going to be something in the toilet that's a bit grim. There's going to be no floaters or, or whatever. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, man, God. I'm thinking, I could stand over the toilet, get all my hair out right, and, and drapes it over the front. And wash my hair into the toilet, so it doesn't leak downstairs. And I thought this is a fantastic idea. I've really come out of a, a, a cheat, a, a go around this issue now, right? Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. So there we go. I, I strips off down to my waist, and I tried to put. I put my hair over my head. Wet it and all that. Get the shampoo, put the shampoo on. It all foams up, and I get the shower head. Turn it on to like the real fast blasting job. So I'm thinking I want to just blast it down the toilet. Yeah. The issue I've got is I can't see what I'm doing. So sorry, stop talking about Willis it says in the chat. No, I can't. I got I got to get to the end <laughs> of this story now. <laughs> so I'm I'm knelt over the toilet trying to wash this foam out of my hair with the shower head, right? But I can't see what I'm doing because there's water and foam everywhere. And then basically, when I stand up, I realise that I've had my hair probably about, I don't know, that much, if you can see on the camera. So to so those in the audio version, what would that be, Maxie? Four or five inches, I guess, something like that.
1: Get get, um, Charlotte to go and get a
0: ruler. <laughs> yeah, That's she, can, so she, she can. She can school. Measure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and I've stood up, and basically... It's a it's a mess. I've destroyed the bathroom. All of the toilet rolls down the side of the, the, the spare <laughs> side, they're soaked. They are ruined because I've just like got water everywhere. The, the, there's foam. It's like, it's like the end of um, Ghostbusters when the marshmallow man explodes. There's foam everywhere in the bathroom, right? My hair is just so sort of manky and rank and it's been dipped several inches into the toilet. So I went downstairs and said to Liv, yeah, I, I, it's not a good idea, mate. Don't do that.
1: <laughs> no, I, that I, I predict you looked around the room like, uh, and just went,
0: yeah. <laughs> close the door, away I go. Yeah. Turn now, the wind, open the window a little bit, shut the door, we Just went down the shop. And then when someone
1: someone discovered it, go, you have got to take this bullet for me. Your mum is going <laughs> to go mad. And I'm not the one taking the blame. Yeah. Which one Live. of y'all wants to earn a pound? Liver is a five, A pound? That don't do nothing <laughs> in my house, mate. You did miss a trick, though. And again, I'm going to come to your aid with a brilliant idea. Why didn't you just stand in the toilet bowl and let the water cascade? So you could have had a full shower, just you stood in the toilet bowl.
0: Yeah, but I, I would have hurt myself, wouldn't I? Because You think the toilet bowl sort of shaped like that goes down to this like narrow bit. I'm not going to get both my fat feet and my fat ankles in that <laughs> bit, am I? So I'm going to wobble wobbling yeah. like, you know, like this and just topple over, like, you know?
1: And then you would need to make sure you flush because Last thing you want is a uh, is some flutters in between guitar nails. Yeah, nobody wants toes, do they? Let's <laughs>
0: let's
1: let quickly quickly move
0: on. Oh, so See, we're getting sidetracked again. We got to be off air by five to eleven, mate. Stop distracting me. Come on. At <laughs> uh, Dan Griffin here again. with some fantastic facts that I actually told Livy before we went live, and she thought these were amazing. The average fart travels at 6.8 miles an hour, which is, I suppose is, is quite an achievement, you know, for a body propelling something, I guess. I mean, <laughs> who measures these though? How do you, how do you measure? It's like the ping pong ball on the table sort of thing. You just sort of perch a little bit. And... Yeah. I mean, but surely you'd have
1: to, you'd need an article in that fart to be measurable. So you'd have you'd need a dingleberry, wouldn't you? A clinker to a clinker. come loose and,
0: and fire across now, the room. That wouldn't work because you, you'd struggle to get a. Cl- For that to work as an experiment, you need like the baseline. So that clinker, that that little that little hanger on, would have to be exactly the same size every time. So are you getting these people, uh, and to get the average, using the same bit of poo and just sticking it to different people's bums? <laughs> that's the only way. That, it's gross, I know, but that's the only way that experiment would work. I mean, the only other way
1: is if you got somebody at a certain distance and then timed when they could smell it and okay. and, and then kind of like extrapolate that distance over like miles per hour and, and work it out that way.
0: Yeah, make sure everyone eats the same thing like before, that sort of thing.
1: <laughs> no, test different things. So would a curry fart travel quicker than, say, uh, a coffee fart? Or a vegetable fart. Mm,
0: interesting. I and feel that Matt, maybe
1: Matt actually again actually, is, is pulling it out again. <laughs> you can test via moisture because that's what makes the sound. Oh, Matt! I feel you, you may have tested <laughs>
0: this. This. This theory. Hmm. Interesting, though. Interesting. The oldest known joke is an ancient Sumerian fart joke that dates back to 1900 BC.
1: He what the Sumerians? know a lot. they were a group of ancient people that date back to around the 1900 BC, I think. Oh, okay. Cheers,
0: <laughs> The average human farts between 13 and 21 times a day. Now, that's easy to monitor because you've got to count.
1: Yeah, and...
0: You're clearly above average. Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah, definitely. 100% me. <laughs> But That goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finally above average. Yeah, on something. I'm above average at something. Uh, Dan continues, and this one's a little bit, I suppose, creepy, I guess. The CPR dummy face template is based on a dead 16-year-old girl. Her body was pulled from the river Seine, I think that says, in the 1880s. Nice. And a mortician was so entranced by her peaceful expression that he made a plaster mask of her, which became the face of CPR dummies and other health equipment.
1: Now, that's that's
0: eerie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And kind of weirdly concerning because when I did um first aid training for, for work, the CPR dummy that we trained on was a bloke. So she must have had a... a a bloke's hair, hairdo and facial features. No, it just means the face, doesn't it? Yeah, but it didn't have a, the look of a 16-year-old girl. It had the look of a middle-aged bloke.
0: That disappoints me.
1: It does not. <laughs> <Well, laughs> I, I plead the fifth.
0: On <laughs> yeah, I and mean, that is quite bad, isn't it? The fact that this person... This this individual it's here. The wording was law. entranced, entranced yeah. by her peaceful expression of this sixteen-year-old dead body. That's oh dear me.
1: Yeah,
0: that's that's pretty grim. Thanks yeah. for, for that, Dan. It does come to something. Stick long we're to talking. the
1: far facts. We're talking, about,
0: to... <laughs> we're talking about putting different clinkers up different people's bums and um, various rodents. And and how many Dan answers. has to
1: go and ruin the, the mood of the shore. Yeah, it and that's the worst of, thing we
0: get. Trans dead bodies. <laughs> oh, dear. Steve-O on Twitter, at Total He says here, not crazy, but recently with the cold weather, it was minus 4 at 3 a.m. and he was freezing, he asked his mate how cold it was in Canada when he went snowboarding. His mate said it was minus thirty. Now I can't even comprehend that level of cold. I cannot get, I cannot get my head around that. That's pretty nippy. <laughs> <You're> pretty nippy. <laughs> Do <Yeah>. you, reckon? <laughs>
1: it, you would have to live in that environment to to be able to cope. Because if that was me, I, I'd be I'd be frozen. I'd be literally literally frozen. Be horrific. Yeah.
0: That He then says, Steve, or he continues that his mate then told him in Russia, it can get to minus 50 and you can throw boiling water in the air and it would freeze. Yeah. I've seen that. It comes out. Like really? snow.
1: Yeah. They throw buckets in uh, Russian. Uh, there's a video on YouTube where it's a Russian kind of tower block and they throw a bucket of, of hot boiling hot water out of the window and it falls that like snow. So it kind of links into the fact you, you, you mentioned earlier. About hot water being able to freeze quicker than cold water—that's insane. I think I think it's something to do with the excited electrons, and it's it's—is uh, it called hyper freezing or something like that, um, or sublimation, something like that? There's a, there is a name for why uh, a liquid will turn will freeze so quickly, but yeah, uh, it's amazing to watch. Go watch it after after you finish the show. I'm go going and
0: look up. It's really so it turns into. Era. You say it turns into snow. Because so yeah. in my head, I pictured
1: mortal Kombat. Like, you You're picturing mortal combat, you? Where he the throws a bucket of the water s-
0: and it freezes into like a, an ice spear. Yeah, like the slosh in the air freezes like yeah. that. Does it do that?
1: <laughs> like still attached to the bucket, that's
0: blood. No, it's
1: not a cartoon.
0: This is real laughter. <life, sir. laughs> okay, so it, okay, so it doesn't freeze then. It does it? Yeah, does that it 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 actually? Does freeze. Mean, it's snow. It's snow, like proper frozen water. Then is it? Move on. All right. (laughs) It's snow, frozen
1: water. Oh, yeah. It's like moisture in the air and shit. And what's the moisture in the air made of?
0: Yeah, okay. All right. I see a point. (laughs) What's my wife saying in the chat there? If I didn't live with him, sometimes I think Simon lives under a rock. What the fuck, Simon? Thanks, love. Love you too. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. steve continues here. He says, I know Magsy will have loads, but I always can't get my head around. There's more stars in the sky than there are grains of sand on earth. And again, that's the same as me trying to comprehend minus 50 temperatures and stuff.
1: Yeah. It's I, just, can't, it, I can't
0: even just begin to figure it out.
1: It's baffling. It's absolutely mm. baffling. And I remember when um, there was an image um, from the Hubble uh, Telescope and it shows all these kind of galaxies all over the, all over the uh, this picture. Uh, and Brian Cox he says if you look at uh, a certain section of this picture, and to the human eye it looks black, like it's de-enter, but then they refocused on it with the with the latest uh, um, space telescope, and that tiny little section that like, less than a millimeter across had thousands of galaxies in it. It's just that Why? they were so far away that the light couldn't even, Hubble couldn't even pick up the light. But this new telescope uh, is able to essentially pick up light from the very beginning of the Big Bang. And there is no dark patches in space, essentially. It's it's just a, a beacon of masses of light.
0: Why? It's insane. Absolutely, Absolutely. crazy. I, I can't even begin to try and comprehend that. It just, it's, you know.
1: And and for everybody who says there's no such thing as aliens, it it's got to be mathematically impossible that we are the only planet in the only universe able to sustain life. It's got to be impossible.
0: Yeah, just by the percentage of it, by the, the percentage chance of how you know, and the only the only living things in the whole of the worldwide universe, the whole the whole expanse that is the, is us fucking wasters. Come on. <laughs> Jumming, <laughs> and we're
1: using that time wisely with a ridiculous podcast that pretends <laughs> to be
0: about wrestling. <laughs> we are a wrestling show,
1: exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> oh dear me, Dan Griffin. There, the vastness of the universe is incredible and kind of terrifying. It is, and yeah, I can't even that, start to a, think about
1: thinking. That's a profound statement for Dan because he also said this. In 2016, a man in Germany farted at police when asked for ID, and he was fined 900 euros in what is
0: known as the "crazy toot" trial. Amazing, brilliant! I fart in your general direction. That was off. uh, What was that from? Holy Grail. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's continue with Twitter then. Rob from the excellent UTT podcast with our good buddy Dan Griffin there at UTT Rob on Twitter. He says, I forgot where I parked at the White Rose Centre once. They had to bet, they had to get, I assume that is. That might, I'm guessing that's a... a uh, I hope up. it's
1: wrong. I hope it,
0: they did have to bet a security guard. That the security guard could find it or not?
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. On a okay. moped. They had to bet a security guard on a moped to weave around the car parks looking for it. So what do you reckon? They were like saying, okay, 20 quid, you can't find my car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> 20 quid, he's not even parked in this car park. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and he follows up by saying the peanut is closer to being a pea than it is a nut
1: mm-hmm. how does that work so if you look at a pea um, you tend to see the germ which is the, the, the bit that grows uh, is on the outside if you've ever right. peeled a pea and the nut is the same the germ
0: is accessible from from the outside oh, of the okay. peanut yeah. yeah that makes a lot of sense when you look at it that way yeah oh, fair enough steve also says here, another couple of things I can't get my head around. Deborah and Stone Cold Steve Austin were married, and Brock Lesnar is married to Sable. I yeah, mean, I suppose.
1: Yeah. They're not as amazing as some of the ones that we've had, but yeah, they are quite outlandish. I mean, Sable must be, what, 70 now. 70? <laughs> she, she, I mean, she must be like a human skeleton, because Brock's like, what, 45?
0: Yeah, Sable's 10, she must be 10 years older than him, must be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Deborah was married to a few though, wasn't she? She was originally with Mongo McMichael from Star, was. wasn't she? And then wasn't she involved with somebody else as well as Austin?
1: Uh, I mean, there was always rumours about Jeff Jarrett. Uh, I don't know if that right. was entirely true, but yeah, allegedly. Uh, she's, mm. uh, she's been
0: passed around the boys like a bag of toffees. Oh, dude. (laughs) At MillwallChris1 on Twitter. And this one interests me greatly. He says he heard that the world record for sticking marshmallows up one single nostril is 604, and it's currently held by an American. Now that... Can't be true, surely. I can't see how six in your nostril... if somebody said six hundred and four in your gob, right? Somebody says six hundred and four marshmallows in your mouth, I'd find that hard to believe.
1: Yes, because I've done the, the marshmallows in your mouth challenge before on a on a holiday camp. Uh and I think we got to around 40 and it was getting uncomfortable. Mm. Um 604 up 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 the snot
0: box. Hmm. Unless, unless it were teeny tiny ones, yeah. Unless, the, but even then, that's still you know, unless they were going up your nose and then down your throat into your belly,
1: <laughs> just eating them like,
0: yeah, um, like um, big um, um, snot mallows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, that's funny. We mentioned that because I looked into this trying to find out about the 604, just to see if there's any pictures or video or anything, I couldn't find anything. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't look that intently. I just had a quick glance because something else popped up and distracted me, which often does, you know, it's like there's somebody jangling their keys next to me. I'm like, oh, what's that? You know,
1: it's (laughs) a challenge for you there. Millwall Chris is prove your work.
0: Mm, We want video. That's your homework this
1: week. We want you with 603 nostrils up your
0: nose and just being disappointed that you couldn't manage that extra one. I'll tell you what, we'll even take away the zero. If you can get 64 marshmallows up your nose... <laughs> then you deserve the record. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You'll have the record in the Chain Wrestling Hall of Records. Anyway, like I was saying, what I did find out when I was looking into this was that there was a guy who, who named Paul Prado and his partner, Sofia Rojas, in the United States in 2012, who hold the Guinness World record for the furthest blow of a marshmallow out of the nostril and into the mouth of the catcher.
1: Oh, that's grim. So the fella... I hope this, it's about a foot and all the, Because no one else has ever tried it since. No, nah,
0: mate, it's more impressive than that. This fella, Paul Prado, he's ramming a, he's ramming a, a marshmallow up his schnoz, right? And he's giving it the proper... <gasps> effort. And it's firing across and Sophia Rochas or Rochas is catching this greeny, marshmallowy y booger goodness in her chops. And she is 5.4 metres away. That's 17 foot 11 inches. That is horrific. It's disgusting. It's absolutely grim did catching eat, somebody else's did snot Did she bucket.
1: eat the, the marshmallow as well? Or did she instantly spit it out and, and just
0: regret her laugh choices? I don't know. I, I do not say about that. I, I, I don't know. I must be going to find a video. I'm going to have to look that up. But Just put that. And in I hope to man.
1: God, and I hope to God that they are married, because can you imagine if it wasn't your partner's snotty marshmallow coming into your mouth? It was just a friend or an acquaintance. Oh, it makes it ten times worse.
0: I, I don't. I, I don't really think there is much. Saying comparison. that, I would eat Mrs. Mags. Yeah, I want not eat Mrs. Mags' snotty marshmallows. No, no, I wouldn't eat Sharon's snotty marshmallows. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she wouldn't eat mine. Let us know in the chat, my love, if I, if I snot rocket a marshmallow at you if you need it, okay? Let us know. I'm assuming not, but I don't want to speak for you. You know how this works. Now, if it was a Malteser, maybe ah, that's see, a different game. Maltesers, man, they're like paintball bullets if you fire them out like you know, at your mouth, like, like that. you could wear it somebody with one of them. Mm-hmm. But a snotty marshmallow, nah, I'm not I'm not sure about that. But just put that into context, man. 17 foot. That's a that's a bloody fair way. Fair play to this, Mr. Prado. That's a long old way. I bet it's further than you could throw a marshmallow. God, I'll tell you what, I never thought of it that way. That's really interesting. I reckon it must be. Because I suppose not,
1: they, they, They're not exactly um,
0: made to be resistant to win, are they? The- oh, do you know what? I, I'm thinking that you're right. You, you couldn't throw a marshmallow 17 foot. It'd be because the marshmallow's got the extra weight to get behind it with the boogers and the green, isn't it? and it's been compacted as well so it's more oh.
1: it's got to not only fire out but in midair swell to like the shape of a bullet and then have a snotty payload at the back
0: oh god No, I'm starting to feel chippy now
1: <laughs> can you imagine mm, this this isn't too bad and then the the marshmallow melts and all you're
0: left with is the is the the phlegm the mucus what oh. All right, okay. Let's talk some wrestling, Magsy, shall we? <laughs> now, what have you got any yourself,
1: mate? Have you got any yourself? Right. So, the, um, I, as I said earlier, I'm not. I don't particularly think I'm forgetful. I forget silly things, I suppose. Uh, there was a point where I had to get a diary, uh, a legitimate paper diary, to remember who I was recording podcasts with at the time because I would ignore my uh, my phone Google calendar. But there was one such uh incident that happened on a podcast and it actually got cut and it's never heard the light of day, I don't think. Um but it involved you. Uh you was okay. uh you were a guest on Why We Watch and you, I, you, I bet you still don't even remember. But when uh, I did the intro I called yeah. you I called you Simon Preston because yes. I'd forgotten
0: your your second name. Yeah. Amazing that was, and that was like, was that like the first time we spoke, or did we do Badlands first? I can't remember.
1: No, we'd done Badlands because Paul yeah. was there, and then, uh, but the way you just corrected me, you're like, oh yeah, cheers mate, thanks for inviting me. And it's uh, it's uh, Sir pal by the way, I'm not <laughs> that for fuck's sake. Oh. But yeah, that's when I've been very forgetful,
0: and I've been aiming for those levels of professionalism ever <laughs> since. <laughs> brilliant (laughs) oh there you go mate there you go i've forgotten the the obvious things like left my keys in the ice when i've gone out and all that i've I've done silly things like that well yeah Yeah, nothing nothing i can think of that's particularly major you know i I, I once forgot the christmas presents i used to go for a drink every christmas eve i haven't done that for a few years now because obviously situations change you get older and, and whatnot but I used to I've always done it. I'd do my Christmas shopping, Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Not, not like necessarily the last bit. Yeah, my wife in the chat, you never take if you know I don't. I had this uh this bag of Christmas presents that I got. I, I I try and used to go into town and get the last couple of bits. It's just an excuse really, to go to a couple of pubs and just take in the Christmas Christmas atmosphere because it was it was nice, you know. Um I got absolutely trolled one Christmas Eve, and I mean proper Baniacs, so I was a state, left the pub and went home completely smashed left the Christmas presents in the pub. Wow. Didn't even realize wow. until maybe after being home for an hour or so, but I was very fortunate in that the person I was seeing at the time realized how drunk I was, saw I didn't have the bag, went back to the pub and actually got them and they are in the boot of the car. Cause I woke up panicking like shit about two hours later, like, oh my God, oh my God, where is this? Checked my um, phone. And I had a message saying I went back to double check that we got everything. And yeah, the presents are in the car. And you were just like, Phew. oh mate, that was, that was bad. Cause we're talking like nine ten o'clock Christmas evening. You know, <laughs> you can't do much that. Christmas it, w- was, would have been ruined. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And there was also an occasion at that, that same ex-partner of mine, who I'm not going to name because it's irrelevant. She's part of my past and she turned into an absolute freaking whore. Anyway, we we're going <laughs> to, I went to, Jezebel. I went to the pub, um, with her one afternoon again, I'd already had a few out elsewhere. Went to the bar, pretty half cut. Got to about four or five o'clock, maybe. I was, I was pretty steaming by this point. Went to the bar, bumped into my mate Ari, and um, we know a few stories about me and Ari. Me and Ari had a quick whiskey together, got talking, carried on talking. At the time, I was smoker. We went for a cigarette. Both finished our drinks outside at the same time. Whilst we finished our cigarette, and he went. Well, let's walk down such and such now because that that our place is open. So we went to the next pub. My girlfriend was still sat in the table in the first pub.
1: Brilliant.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was a. Uh... That was, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Looking back now, it's really, really funny. So there we yeah. go. And Sharon in the chat there, yeah, Magsie, you highlighted saying, it wasn't me, she's not that nice or forgiving. That's very true. She would not tolerate that kind of nonsense from me. <laughs> and this is why I'm a much better person now than I was back then, because Sharon has, um, you know, helped I mean, guide I, me. <laughs> I dare say she'd tolerate you
1: wandering off from the pub, because she'd just stay in the pub and get 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 caught on her own.
0: Uh, she's not you, drinking with, anymore.
1: In peace. No. Yeah,
0: yeah. What well, did you enjoy a Pepsi Max? You know, <laughs> <laughs> a there few know hours
1: of peace from him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So then, Z shall we talk a little wrestling?
1: We certainly shall. I mean, I did want to talk about some facts that I know, but never, man.
0: Okay, we'll do that then. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, you've I've got it now. No, no bollocks. No, come on. I want to hear these <laughs> facts because I've got no. I got no facts to put forward. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll quick
1: fire him. So. Woolly mammoths, you know, woolly mammoths from the the dinosaurs and and stuff. Well, no, I've never, you know. (laughs) They went extinct a thousand years after the Egyptians had
0: finished building the pyramids. Why? I bet they were really warm, weren't they, in the desert? those big?
1: (laughs) I don't know if they were in the desert, but they, Ah. they were certainly around at the time of the Egyptians. If you put your finger in your ear and wiggle it about, that's the sound of Pac-Man. What? That's the sound you, of Pac-Man? That's the sound of, the, you know, what 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 wop, Yep, it's the sound oh, of wait.
0: Pac-Man. Okay, okay, how does that work? I don't get that. Then try it. Put your finger in your ear. Wobble it no, no, what, no, what I mean is it, it sounds like Pac-Man, not the actual sounds they recorded for Pac-Man.
1: No, it sounds like Pac-Man. Ah, uh, okay. Right, I don't think okay. that's how they recorded it. Um, so... <laughs> there are fewer atoms in the whole of the world than there are ways to shuffle a deck of cards.
0: Fewer atoms than ways to shuffle. Mm-hmm.
1: And to double down on that, it is uh, a almost a hundred percent possibility that we have never seen all of the ways a deck of cards can be shuffled because it's, the number of of deck of cards is that could, the 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 order that can be in is called fifty two factorial, which is fifty two times fifty one times fifty blah 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 all the way through, right. and it would take billions of years of shuffling to get to the to get to see every single way
0: that uh, a, a pack of fifty two cards could line up. Why that's blown my mind, mate. Because you think the amount of times in my life that I've played cards with my kids or with my mates or anything. It's never even entered my mind. That, that's insane. Okay. And last
1: one. Pluto, the planet, or the former planet, never made a full orbit around the sun from the minute it was discovered to when it was finally declassified as a planet.
0: Which is fucking lazy, was <laughs> not it? It's just <laughs> fucking so far away. Yeah. Right. takes so long to complete one whole orbit. Like. Mm-hmm why okay that's insane it's madness isn't it anyway that cards one just the the multiple numbers it's blown my mind that's that's crazy 52 factorial it's called anyway why shall we talk some
1: wrestling sir yeah Uh, let's get ready to rumble
0: Maxie. you want a poll
1: and I, I think it's the first time in like four or five.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's a long old time, mate. And I'm glad you won this week because this, if anything, this seems like a choice that I would make because of Shawn Michaels. <laughs> you know? But yeah, I mean, the, the, the match that won was the. Very first ever survivor series from not very first ever survivor series. Listen to me talk bollocks. Look at that. I'm distracted by all the multiple ways you can deal a pack of cards. Um, I can see you tonight, Sarah, going, Have you been
1: asleep yet? No, I've been shuffling these bloody cards,
0: and you know, it might be right because I've done 10 and I'm already knackered. (laughs) Just a a little tally chart on the wall every time I do one different, just a little line up here. (laughs) It was the very first Elimination Chamber match, which was at Survival Series 2002. First yeah. of all, Survivor Series 2002 is one of my favourite pay-per-views. I bloody love it. It's got an incredible theme tune by Saliva, which you're probably going to hear a little bit of at some point in the audio version, I expect. It was always... Okay. That's right, yep. yeah. yeah by, by the band Saliva. Absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. And... Is that Madison Square Garden, which is always a bit special. It's got a really cool entrance The crowd are wild for it. The, the roster is stacked. The matches are great. The card is stacked. It's just—I mean—Jim Ross on commentary is on—is just on fire. The whole show to me, Magsy, is just superb. So
1: it's it's—it's brilliant. You've got the 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 kind of start of Shaw Michaels, arguably his best run. Um, you've got a, a talent. A uh, roster so packed with talent that it's disgusting, literally disgusting. That this this amount of amazing wrestlers were on this one card, and like I said, that that uh that entrance to uh to to the ring with the split uh, screen kind yeah. of doorway. Oh my god, so damn good. Yeah, this uh, I'm I'm I mean I'm always glad when I win, but I'm particularly glad that we we got to to revisit this
0: yeah uh, it, it's it's great it's great um the, the 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 talent roster they have at this stage i don't think it's just a case of how deep the roster is or how much the talent they have because obviously ecw's gone uh wcw's gone and it's been gone for just over a year and half. So a lot of the guys who had no competes are thinking about coming in or have been in as well and and, and so on mm-hmm. goldberg isn't far away from his first run scott steiner debuts on this show yeah so it's not to me. I mean, those guys excluded Goldberg and Steiner, I'm talking the guys on on this show here, the likes of, well, the guys in the chamber: RVD, Michaels, Triple H, Jericho, Booker T, and Kane. Especially, I suppose Booker T. To me, this isn't just a, a roster deep in talent. This is a roster that is deep in talent, but that talent's effectively at the top of its game for a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the competitors. Lots of Benoit and Angle on the undercard, and so on. A lot of well, these guys yeah, are really close was, uh, to their peak.
1: Yeah, that, that triple threat on, on, on the undercard, that was essentially the SmackDown 6. Mm. Uh, the, the six guys who, who were leading the way for, for SmackDown. It was just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Look at this card. And it's ridiculously disgusting how how much quality is on this card. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it is. It's absolutely amazing. The chamber itself, then, Magsy. is the Elimination Chamber a match that, you're fond of as a stipulation in general like we've had it for 20 years now haven't we in various different <laughs> shapes and sizes what are your thoughts initially on, on the chamber itself
1: yeah when when it was uh introduced it was one of those um one of those gimmicks that blew you away when you think you've seen all that you can see in wrestling and, and everything kind of comes full circle and, and, and returns, or you get kind of little tweaks. The chamber was just something that absolutely blows you away, just yeah. the, the sheer size of it, the idea behind it of having uh, six wrestlers, but uh, four of them like segregated in in, in in these pods. It was amazing, amazing setup. And I still get excited for a chamber match now because of just the, the concept of it. It's a little bit overdone. We get multiple uh, kind of iterations of it. It should really be uh, uh, a match that is brought out once in a while, but the the original uh, um, chamber matches were just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah.
0: And this uh, this chamber here, the very first one, it it looks just incredibly brutal as a structure, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. all the chains, and the the, the uh, everyone's aware, obviously, the the ring, the floor goes out from level of the ring canvas to the cage, so there's no drop outside the ring like a normal cage would have. It's always got that extra platform around where the pods are and so on. Nowadays, there's crash mats taped down there, similar to how the flooring is outside a ring in WWE anyway. But here, it's just like this metal grid, isn't it? It's just like this mm-hmm. metal sort of... Well, the grid's the only way I can think of to describe it. It looks like so painful.
1: Yeah. And, and it actually was because pretty much everyone who come into this match had some sort of injury going out of the match, mm. the, uh, bleeding within the first few minutes. Uh, it was a brutal, brutal structure. Um, and they, they obviously had to kind of change that for future iterations, but, yeah it that's i think is what makes this match stand out so more that um that these guys were going in pretty much to the unknown and and essentially booking on the fly with just kind of the uh a basic outline of how the match is is going to go down and they they absolutely nail it uh to their own detriment with the with the the bleeding and the, and the injuries but yeah it's just such a brutal concept
0: yeah, and you mentioned bleeding early on there. I mean, effectively, the, the six six comp- competitors in this match I, I listed just a moment ago. It's Sean White, sorry, it's Triple H and Rob Van Dam who start the contest. <laughs> the other guys are all in the pods, and yeah, Triple H is bleeding within minutes. Maxi, isn't he?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and I think there's a, a even a point where um, Rob Van Dam is slamming Triple H into into the 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 steel so hard that. It breaks the door open. Yeah, um, um, yeah it's just just brutal. And, and having RVD in this match uh, for the first one was, I think, was a masterstroke. I know he's one of the the pretty much the earliest ones to go, but his ingenuity in wrestling was needed in this match for him to to take that uh, that first kind of a, a five star frog splash off the top of the cage. It's just. This match is full of amazing spots that yeah. that would end up being revisited uh, in in different shapes and forms throughout pretty much every uh, chamber match that, that come along but having RBD in the first one to set that kind of bar of what can what can be done in this kind of structure is it was for me it was perfect booking.
0: yes yeah, see, I, I'll tell you what that's a really really good point mate I didn't even think of it that way. I just thought I mean, you know he's in the main event picture, so that makes sense. But the way you've explained that, that's it, opened my eyes a little bit. That is because it does make such a difference. I never looked at it that way before. Yeah, because uh, there's
1: a, a spot where um, 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 Jericho ducks the crossbody uh, from RVD, and RVD just grips the cage like a like a spider. Yes, and then ends up turning around and, and landing the crossbody anywhere. Uh, at this point in WWE. I don't think there was there was a wrestler who could maybe be that dynamic. Not again, and this is a, a, a ridiculously talented roster. Mm. But RVD being in it, he was the benchmark for some of the spots that we get later on in uh, in the in the kind of last man of the chambers. The stuff like the Kofi Kingston stuff, uh, the Daniel Bryan stuff. You needed RV, RVD to set that that bar for everyone to to go. Well, I'm going to top him this year and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And it made the chamber a must-see event for a long, long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, he's, he's not exactly, I think we've said it before when we reviewed a match of his on here, he's effectively a heavyweight doing cruiserweight things, isn't he? (laughs) I remember the first time I saw Rob Van Dam, he blew my mind. He was doing things I'd never, ever seen before in all the years I've been watching wrestling. And that comes to this match as well. This match was something I'd never seen before. Obviously, no one had it as the very first one, but it's not, not anything even close. I mean, you have war games, a cage of a roof on the top, and people enter at different sort of time in, uh, segments and so on. And then, obviously, you have Hell in the Cell. But this is completely different, and it just blew my mind. I was I was so invested in this when I was watching. I was so invested in the WWE at this time as well. It's like one of my favourite periods of wrestling. Obviously, Sean is my guy, and, and this match is him winning the World Championship. So that was a huge thing for me as well. I was so invested in this because It just—it was just such a great time to be a wrestling fan.
1: Yeah, and and, and it's it's just the, the little things about it that really kind of uh, draw me in. The fact that you know all the competitors are uh, who are in the match—they're all there, involved in 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 the 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 cell structure, but you don't know who's coming in at what time. Yep. Uh, and that that kind of stuff. It's just those little touches that make um, make you really get get invested in in these chair matches, and then uh, the storyline's going into it as well with uh, with Triple H on this kind of reign of terror, being essentially handed the belt from uh, from uh, Bischoff uh, a few months earlier. Uh, all the people who he beaten by a Hook and by a Crook, kind of all coming together and saying we. we're we're getting you you douchebag Mm. uh and and then having this this structure where is no escape um yeah it's just i i I could happily go back and watch it again now it was that good
0: yeah i feel the same i feel the same it's there's there's moments i suppose that looking back now with, with eyes in 2022 that maybe i suppose We've seen it, you know, we see it all the time now. It's a regular thing or so on. But the first time seeing them here, again, it comes back to blowing my mind because it's like literally the first time you're seeing these moments. Something as simple as Y2J, sorry, RVD climbs on top of Chris Jericho's pod. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at him to complete a move. And I'm just looking at Van Damme and Triple H who are the two in the ring. But all of a sudden the guy who's in the pod who in theory should be restricted and can't get involved in the match reaches through the chain and the chain cage and grabs RVD and pulls him down into the pod, his leg in and is into interfer- fit. And I, I didn't even, I remember watching this live. I didn't even think that was a possibility until it happened. And it's just these, it seems like such a simple thing, but it just added so much to the match.
1: Yeah, and, and and there's the um, the one, and I think it's the the match with with Goldberg in where I think it's Triple H trying to keep the 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 door of the cell shut. Mm. Uh, it's just those little nuances that you can add to these these kind of matches. I mean, we get it in this match where the 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 perspex panels become part of the uh, the match where people are thrown through the yeah. through the the plexiglass. Yeah, it's just you need a group of wrestlers who have um, a good man for the business to, to look at a structure and and instead of going, Jesus, this is going to hurt. They look at it and go, what are the possibilities we can pull off in this match? And Jericho has always been very innovative. RVD, Mm -hmm. incredibly innovative. Uh, Shawn Michaels pretty much doesn't care about his body. So he'll throw himself uh, off, off pretty much anything. Um, Booker T, um, one of the hottest wrestlers at at the time. Triple H, obviously, um, um, will go down as one of the the greatest wrestlers of all time. Um, A big, massive uh, red douchebag in Kane in the match as well, who didn't need to really be there. Um, Yeah, it's just phenomenal.
0: I get the feeling you're trying to go to a response (laughs) out of somebody there. but My
1: name is Kane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We eventually end up with Y2J in the ring. He's the first one to come out of the pod, isn't he? And, and the heels gang up on RVD yeah. for a little while. It's kind of similar uh, to how you'd always see in the War Games matches.
1: Yeah, and, and just going back on Jericho, how cool was it to have him coming out to Salava playing live? We've talked on the show before about how it's very hit and miss when a live band mm. does your theme tune, but um, I think Salava killed it with uh, King of My World. They, I, don't, I think they would live... Uh, in Times Square so the the logistics of getting that uh, sorted but yeah that was that was
0: pretty cool as well yeah that was awesome that was really good I mean that sort of early 2000s uh, I, can't, I don't know how it would, like American kind of radio-friendly metal, I suppose. It was sort of like yeah, the, the right heavy metal, guitar. was it? Right yeah, so, metal? yeah, sort of heavy-ish guitars, but the, the vocals always tend to be quite powerful and quite clean vocals as well. And there's so many bands from that kind of era, but saliva for me are always heavily linked in my mind with WWE for these moments, always is the track that stands out a great deal. They're obviously playing people to the ring live like this as well.
1: Yeah, great stuff. Did they do Superstar as well for WrestleMania 18? I think yes, I think
0: so. Yeah, just, you know, really sort of synonymous with the WWF at this time, I guess. The WWE's favourite band. <laughs> <laughs> Survivor. Whilst this is this, this part of the match is going on, RVD does kind of take a little bit of control at one point and tries to do a five-star frog splash from the top of the pod. But this is the first time we kind of notice an issue with the structure, I guess in that the top of the pod and the top of the cage are actually a little bit close together.
1: It's, it's curved. It's a curved roof. Yeah. Obviously. Um, now I don't know whether the, 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 the structure was designed and then Red uh, looked at what it could do or whether he had any like kind of, uh, influencing or, oh, well, I could do a move off that. Uh, I don't know, but the, the frog splash doesn't, go too well, but it's the fact that he's able to 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 think on his feet and come up with that, I think, is phenomenal. Um but he does uh essentially destroy the throat of uh of yeah. triple H.
0: Yeah yeah he ended up spending the night in the hospital didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um and, and
1: fair play to Triple H um for carrying on for the rest of the match because that happens pretty early and we're talking maybe 10 minutes into a mm. into a half hour match and he's still able to to
0: uh to to muscle through it yeah yeah you got to say i mean you do see moments where i uh, i do wonder what this match would have been if that injury didn't happen because when you hear interviews with triple h and so on uh, and other people who were involved in this time they say how bad and serious this was the guy couldn't yeah. breathe at one point and they were thinking they might actually have to get him out of the chamber that was that was a big issue as well but he sort of said he wanted to continue every now and again he would stand up and you could see him mouth the words to his opponent hit me they punch him and he'd go back down and he'd sell the punch again for another couple of minutes so he's trying to keep mm-hmm. involved without doing too much whilst he tried to recover and then obviously the the, the final sequence or f- well, final sequences I guess there's a great deal of time spent with him Jericho and Michaels at the end of the match where he is more involved mm-hmm. but you can still see struggling Maxi can't you sort of gasping yeah. a little bit and
1: yeah you've, you've got to give Triple H props for 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 the way he powered through this. That is a that is a professional wrestler um mm. perfectly embodied. Uh, the fact that he he suffered a potentially life threatening injury, but the show must still go on. What
0: yeah. A star. yeah. Definitely mate. Definitely. Kane enters the enters the field of play, I suppose. Oh, my I've trouble.
1: entered the elimination chamber.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dan Griffin there in the chat saying you'll be hearing from my solicitor, Max. <laughs> oh, he bloody loves Kane, doesn't he? Eh? Bless him. He does. He does.
1: And Kane's great in this. Um, yeah. he, he does amazing when he comes in, uh, just literally cleans house, which is what, uh, what um, a monster like
0: Kane should be doing. Hundred percent, hundred percent. He sends Jericho through the bulletproof plexiglass, as it's explained to us by Eric Bischoff and Jim Ross on commentary, and it smashes and doesn't look doesn't look very comfortable, does it? Let's be fair.
1: No, it, it, it looks like plastic rulers snapping just in thick, pointer painful shards.
0: Mm. Yes.
1: I mean, and we've brushed over the fact that RVD actually gets eliminated. Oh, and post- the fact that Booker T has yeah. come in. Yeah, Booker T comes in uh, post uh, the uh, frog splash. Uh, RVD is, is selling a knee injury. Uh, Booker um, essentially hits the, the bookend. Um, then he, he eliminates him with a missile dropkick, if I remember right. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that to me felt like maybe RVD was really injured and they needed to get him out, or Booker was like, if he if he gets up, he's probably going to kill you. So let's get you out of this match uh, yeah. before Triple H does a
0: murder. There were a few times in WCW where his his top rope drop kick was like it was like one of the it wasn't his finisher, but it was a move that he won matches with. I suppose like, like the sort yeah. of secondary sort of mm-hmm. if that makes sense. A signature. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, uh, Kane is next to go mm. with he, he basically takes. I don't know, 87 finishing moves here, doesn't he? And
1: that's a cool, that's a cool sequence as well, because he, he's attempted to go for a tombstone on Triple H, where well, that's countered, he's pushed into the, the sweet chin music, um, eats that like a champ, gets a pedigree, lion salt, boom. Great, mm. great play back in, even for a, a big red clown that he is. And to give him props as well this this, his theme music is banging in this yes Uh, is it Slow Chemical I think it's called that's right that's probably my favourite Kane theme music it's so damn good
0: yeah Yeah, and it's a similar sort of thing isn't it that sort of the sort of heavy guitar riff and the sort of clean but powerful vocals over the top similar sort of sound that we were discussing but I, I screwed up there to be fair I said Kane I actually meant to take Booker T Booker T was the next one out. but he he, he he had something similar he, he was allowed to basically look strong by taking three or four finishers, wasn't he mm-hmm. yep yeah. Um,
1: I think he gets the the chalk and the lion's hole and Jericho mm-hmm. s- quite slyly is is becoming I mean they're all MVPs in this match. And I don't think it's fair to say one person is the most outstanding because every one of them played the part and for as much uh grief as I'm giving Dan for his cane love, um these were the perfect set of players to have in in the first elimination A Great mix of of styles uh, and and all huge huge names, and they all played a, their roles to perfection. Um, yeah. So um, I don't think it's fair to say that one person is better than the other, but on the
0: quiet, Jericho puts in a performance of a lifetime in this. I think. Yeah, totally, totally. And I also think Jericho is the one. I know nothing about how this sort of thing works, so I could be way off, completely wrong here. But watching it back today, I was purposely looking for what happens after Triple H gets injured. Because I'm thinking mm-hmm. how, what this would this match have been if Triple H, don't get me wrong, it's, it's fantastic. I love this match. It's one of my favourite matches of all time. I, I, I adore this contest. But how much better would it have been if Triple H hadn't had to sort of take a back seat at certain moments? Okay. And it's Jericho if you watch it back with that in mind, rather than just watching the match and enjoying it, if you really concentrate on what's going on and, and look at Jericho in specifically, it's Jericho that kind of takes charge of these certain yeah. moments where he, he leads the dance. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Where Triple H almost effectively says, okay, hit me. And then he lies down and, and he takes a punch and purposely rolls out the ring to stay out of the way. It's Jericho that kind of stops for literally a half a second, has a look around turns around, goes to Kane and starts doing something, goes to Booker. It's Jericho, like you said, Maxi, leads the dance. He sort of puts together this match, I'm guessing, a little bit on the fly because I'm assuming Triple H should have been more involved. Again, it's all assumption. I don't know for facts, but I'm assuming yeah. so.
1: And and a way you can kind of rubber stamp that is uh, when the we're down to the final three and it's Jericho who is essentially a Telling Triple H, we're going to take out Shawn Michaels, and mm-hmm. he uh, he has him uh, tangled in the ropes, and he's essentially punching Shawn Michaels clean in the face and saying, "Bleed, you son of a bitch, bleed." Um, so yeah, and I, I do believe that they they maybe uh, um, called it on the fly, and Jericho took up that that uh, that slack that maybe Triple H was going to be the person that that kind of uh, led this match. Um, which again is, is props to, to Jericho and is, is is thinking on his feet and reacting to, to Triple H being essentially out of commission.
0: Yeah, yeah, without a date. I mean, by this stage, you mentioned Shawn Michaels there. Shawn comes in as the last entrant, gets a great reaction from, from the fans. He is like, he's so over here. I mean, me. I, I'm buzzing when I'm watching this back, sat in uh, my house in Gloucester. I can't imagine what it must have been like in Madison Square Garden cheering this guy on. Sadly, his hair and his ring gear isn't quite up to par. The, the Karen Bob, is, oh, is that's
1: janker, and uh, the the shit brown pants uh, are not the best.
0: Mm.
1: But this is 2002, Sean Marcles. This is uh, Marcles, who was this maybe second, third match back?
0: Yeah, yeah. And he didn't know until, sorry, Maxie, he didn't know until on the day, hours before the pay-per-view started, that he was going to win. Yeah, so having
1: that pressure on you then, going into this match, knowing that you are, you still got ring rust, you still don't know how your body's going to handle being in a match like this, and then being told, oh yeah, by the way, uh, Sean, you're winning the belt. Yeah, Yeah, that's a lot of pressure on him. And it's nailed concert. the way, sorry, go on, he nailed I'm it. I'm just saying, he absolutely nailed it.
0: Yeah, yeah. The way it apparently, again, I don't know where I've seen this, but it was in a book or a documentary or, or whatever, but apparently he came back at SummerSlam for a one-off. That was the way it was worded. <laughs> Survivor Series, he was told, come back for another one-off. That's the way it's going to be, a one-off. Madison Square Garden and so on. When he got to the building, Vince was like, let's put the belt on Sean. And Sean was like, "Well, apparently it's it's a one-off," and he's like, "Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out down the road." And he held and the, the title and for a month or so, and and then Sean just never really went away again, which is awesome. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But that's what you have to do with Sean Michael Sometimes you've
1: got to get him in the door. I mean, mm. the 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 whole thing of him returning to NXT as a, as a, a coach and a, as part of the booking team that was a one-off. That Triple H said, "Can you come down and and have a look at these kids and and give them some pointers." And
0: he, stuck, he ended up sticking around. That's how yeah. you corks Shawn Michaels yeah. back into the business. <laughs> Just getting to dip his toe in, and before you know it, you can push him in, and he's soaking wet. Exactly. <laughs> the I suppose we better sort of uh, sort of head forth a little bit, Maggie, and get to the actual finish of the match. I mean, Shaw Michaels is sent through the pod, uh, pod plexiglass as well. That didn't mm-hmm. look very comfortable. We had a few backdrops and and slams on the metal work on the outside counters to pedigrees and so on which didn't look very comfortable at all but the finish i think is is done brilliantly mm-hmm.
1: it absolutely is it's it's so so good i mean um the amount of uh Missed finishes the 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 kind of brutality the guys have been through where they're all absolutely uh, KO'd in the middle of the ring. The kip up from Shawn Michaels it just sends uh, it sends you absolutely tingling. It's just so damn good. Uh, then we have um, uh, I think it's Triple H who's in the in the walls of Jericho. Um on, yeah, he's just triple H in the world, Jericho. Shawn Michaels cracks him with the sweet tea music, oh, yeah. collapses on him uh, um for uh, for Jericho to, to be eliminated. That's a brilliant, uh, brilliant moment. That's then fantastic. we get so cool. Then then we get what we what this match was designed for, to to finally get Shawn Michaels and Triple H um against each other, and what a performance they both put on. Mm. And then I mean, definitely go back and, and uh, go and watch this match. It's, it's honestly mind-blowing. But Sean Michaels hitting the elbow off the top of the chamber, what a wow. moment. Yep. I mean, it's, it's not his best elbow at all. He, he does land uh, feet first. Uh, but the fact he did it, coming off a, 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 a near, what, eight years being out injured with a back, mm-hmm. yep. to, to drop that is it's phenomenal phenomenal it's it's so good i Mm -hmm. was
0: so so invested this got me obviously you know when this aired i was 20 odd i knew how wrestling worked but i was so excited to see my childhood hero back the the guy i worshipped as a kid sean michael's back this got me it completely made me forget about how wrestling works and i was invested and when triple h who was famous for I suppose, at the time, politicking his way. In. Yeah, winning and all the time, no matter how much it made <laughs> sense for other guys to beat him, when Triple H hit that pedigree and Sean was, was you know, on the mat and Triple H covered him and we got the one, two, and then like 2.9, the the near-death Sean Michaels, it looked like, threw a shoulder mm. up. I reacted because I thought that was it. I thought it was over. Yep, you think, lol, Triple H wins. Yeah,
1: Exactly. But then exactly, that got he, me. He didn't get that pin. Goes for another pedigree. Gets backdropped. Michaels cracks that sweetie music and and kind of in a repeat of the the Jericho elimination, just collapses on top of uh of uh, Triple H. We get that win. Jim Ross, he he is his throat must have been hoarse after yeah. this. He just is so passionate about it, and he's like. What, uh, what did i tell you in the wwe do you believe in miracles and then you see the the confetti pop oh, Shawn so Michaels goodness. with that title um i mean that that must have been you must have been stiff as a board
0: your favorite towel oh, favorite wrestler together in one jesus christ I said, I said it got me, right? I'm not kidding. When the three count was counted, I jumped up off my sofa at whatever time it would have been, four or five in the morning, and, and was yelling. I was so invested in this match. And I, I, to me, that's absolute testament to the emotion that, first of all, as a fan, I feel about Shawn Michaels, obviously. <laughs> but secondly, how you mentioned how the thing was booked and how each guy was perfect and played their role perfectly. And Maxie, to keep using the word perfect, you explained that perfectly because each guy was brilliant in the role they performed and Sean winning was perfectly done. And it got me hands down. I loved it. I loved it.
1: And uh, especially coming off the weekend we've had, I mean, I I know that uh, Benny mentioned a way earlier in the chat about what are our thoughts on, on this weekend's Royal Rumble. That was, I wasn't disappointed with the Rumble. It was just very safe booking Mm. in terms of, of the winners. This wasn't safe. This was not safe at all. Shawn Michaels was very short into a a comeback that could have easily have ended way before it started. Um, To have him win, uh, Triple H was injured early on and still ended up becoming like the Iron Man of the show. Uh, RVD was a lunatic with all the innovative moves he pulled off. Um, This could have gone tits up very very easily yeah and wwe didn't play it safe they they gave everything these wrestlers gave everything and i think we are spoiled that we are in the generation where we got this match
0: yeah 100 100 okay i mean i've got one eye on the clock because obviously we have the volley coming up tonight live yep. at 10.55 we'll that's good that isn't it live at 10.55 you can have that if you want boys okay <laughs> All right. I mean, if, if in future weeks, if you decided to change it to 1105, it still works live at 1105. Look at that. You it can does. have that, Okay. It's good. Um, <laughs> Magsy, out of 10, what are you thinking?
1: I don't think it's perfect. Um, and I think we've had better chamber matches uh, over the years. But just for the sheer spectacle, the fact it was the first, the fact that everyone in that uh, ring was a goddamn superstar. They all played their parts perfectly, but uh, changed it up on the fly when needed be. Um, It's ha it's got, it's got to be a nan. It's got to be a nan for me.
0: Oh, interesting. Interesting. See, I, when we started this conversation had nine written down here, but as we've spoken about it and you've pointed things out that maybe I missed, i have then explained things and fired myself up okay bell to bell is what we judge this on and it's not perfect as you said it's not perfect there are mistakes there are errors somebody does get hurt and so on however i've got to look back to that day sat on my ex-girlfriend's sofa on my own because everyone's in bed and the emotion it got me and jumping off the sofa and cheering like i was 11 years old again the performances by the Jericho was incredible. Just the performances by all these guys, the chamber itself. Again, got to look at it from bell to bell, but it's difficult for me to cut out the emotion and what these guys did in the ring from bell to bell. It effectively, gave me that emotion. That the build up and the storylines only go so far. Mm-hmm. So I, I cannot believe I'm doing this. I've talked myself out of my score as we're doing this show. And I think literally from an emotional standpoint, rather than the cold, calculated individual I normally am, uh, I'm going to have to pull the trigger, mate, for a third week in a row. Ten. Now you get ridiculous. This is a ten for me. You, I love it you, so much.
1: You're making tens seem seem pointless. You never give a ten, then all of a sudden three come along along one we've,
0: we've effectively been on a tour in the last month of matches that make up my list my favorite matches (laughs) so and again this one is more from an emotional standpoint than anything else but my god i love it so much okay you know i love it so much and it just it's a great match it really is and
1: i implore i mean we say this every week but definitely go and check this match out because it is it's outstanding
0: yeah exactly exactly we need some weeks magazine some week in the near future decide that we're both going to pick a weaker option and look at the uh some sort of dodgy and some sort of crap just to balance ourselves out, I think.
1: Yep, we do. But next week will not be that week for me. So I'll, I'll, Ooh, I'll go well into then. my pick. Go so then. where are we going? Where are we going? The link is survivor series. Um, okay. survivor series is, uh, for me, um, it's up there as, as one of the, the best pay-per-views of the year. Uh, maybe not so much recently because they've kind of come away the, of the point of what uh survivor series was meant to be. Uh, but I do like survivor series. Um mm. so I I was looking at what are what are classed as as the best Survivor Series matches, but I wanted uh, a traditional Survivor Series match, a traditional elimination team on team match. Yeah. So yeah. according to Cage Match uh dot com, the the most highly rated uh, traditional um Survivor Series elimination match actually happened the year before
0: Survivor Series 2001 okay
1: so I'm going back for Team WWF to take on Team Alliance uh, in the winner takes all 5 on 5 Survivor Series elimination match so Team WWF is The Rock Jericho Taker Kane and Big Show and Team Alliance is Stone Cold Kurt Angle RVD Booker T and the sweaty one himself,
0: Mr. Shane McMahon. What a match that is. That is so, so good. And again, it falls into that time period where I was just so heavily invested. That's up there in my list of like m- matches that I adore. So I'll be you know? the 4th ten. I don't know, Calvary. mate. I, gotta re- I haven't rewatched watched it in a long time. And I-, I think that the emotion of Shawn Michaels winning here got me carried away. Shawn Michaels isn't in this match, so maybe I'll be a bit more subjective. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, That's that's if we get to watch it, though. Yeah, that's very true. You may not get to watch it. I think we will, because as I said last week, I I think your selection is is probably going to dick on mine, to be fair. I'm going to put forward, Triple H is the link, and I think you might have touched upon it when you put your link in previously, last week for this one. Uh, I may, huh? I may have misheard or whatever, but effectively I want to go back to something that I, I, I absolutely adored an episode of Monday Night Raw that I watched and I've watched back several times. I've written an article on it and so on. Cause I just love this. And to me, the, the article I wrote is basically that the greatest short story in wrestling the t- is the title that we gave it because it's a story that's told from the beginning of Raw to the main event of Raw. And that's the May 19th, 2003 episode of Monday Night Raw where, Triple H is told by GM, Stone Cold Steve Austin he has to defend the world title that night, but he has to pick an ex-world champion to defend it against. Mm-hmm. So he lists off Kane and Jericho and my cause and so on. Triple H thinking he's found a loophole, says I'll defend it against an ex-world champion because I'm allowed to choose. I'll defend it against the nature boy, Ric Flair, mm-hmm. who was just a manager at the time and part of Evolution. During the episode obviously Triple H is expecting Flair to lie down for him during the episode we see people firing Flair up Flair decides sod it I'm going to give it a go and I'll tell you what I watched that match back after watching that whole episode of Raw I really I I believe at one stage Flair is going to win the world championship
1: yeah
0: it's a fantastic standalone episode it's a standalone episode of Monday Night Raw it's superb and I'd like to go back and review that episode but obviously out of 10 we rate the match so I think it's going to be quite interesting to see the, the sort of dynamic between storyline and actual in-ring content
1: yeah that's a great show that is a I, I haven't watched that back in a long long time mm. but I remember it I remember yeah. it vividly that flair puts on an amazing performance
0: yeah for someone who's not been in the ring for so long as well and it's it's absolutely brilliant so those are your options on the poll which will be up on twitter with links everywhere else sending you to the poll on Twitter. Um, Sometime late, Saturday. (sighs) Saturday Saturday-ish. Message me Thursday if I've forgotten, Max. (laughs) Your options are the incredible Alliance versus WWF, I suppose, end of the invasion storyline from Survivor Series 2001. Five on five, elimination, Uh, It's a a good length match with some incredible stars in there. So far 2001 main event, Team Alliance versus Team WWF. Or we will look at Triple H versus Ric Flair with the whole storyline in one episode of Raw that is just insane. The May 19th, 2003 episode of Raw is your other option there that we can be found to vote on at chain underscore wrestling on Twitter. The poll will always be on Twitter. However, you can find links to that poll via our other social medias, but they will just take you onto Twitter. So you'll probably still need a Twitter account. Magsy, tell everyone whereabouts they can find you. Well, first, you'll be able to find me in less
1: than five minutes on this very channel talking about another sport, The sport of football and transfer deadline day, Uh, but otherwise you can follow me down here on the Twitters at mags, where I'm involved in way too much content for any one human being. Uh, But Mm -hmm. definitely go and check out uh, some of the stuff that uh, that I'm involved in.
0: Yes, the volley. Stay here for the volley live at ten fifty five, covering the transfer window. We have got roughly ten. Nine minutes left before the transfer window in the in England shuts. Lots of stuff going on. Make sure you join in with Matt, Magsy, and the rest of the boys there. See who has signed who, who has left where, and so on. Keep up to date with all of that. You can find me on Twitter, at SJPWords, where you can find links stemming off that to all the shows I'm involved in. The first episode of the Doctor Who pod coming out tomorrow. Nitro Nights every Thursday night. And other things in the works as well. Waiting Room Season 2 coming very soon with Benny and so on. Check it all out. Let us know what you think. And as always, make sure you're following us. Most importantly, at Chain underscore Wrestling on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that TikTok thing of me. Magsy, I'm going to go now and watch back my DVD of the greatest Shawn Michaels matches ever obviously on mute because I'm going to be sitting there listening to the volley live at 10.55 I'll see you next week my friend Bye -bye. bye bye